0: This is Heather McDonald, and you're listening to Five Questions with Dan Shawbell.
1: You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Shawbell. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions my guest today is comedian actress author and podcast host heather mcdonald heather is known for her appearances on the e-series chelsea lately and as the host of the pop culture podcast juicy scoop we talk about her career mentor celebrities and more during this episode heather welcome to five questions thank you for having me even though you became a licensed realtor like your parents why did you choose to pursue comedy instead and what did your parents do to persuade you otherwise?
0: I have a unique situation for a comedian. I'm the youngest of five, which by the way, isn't unique. If you ever study comedians, the majority of us are the younger ones in the family. So my parents thought I was very funny. And from the very start, they were like, you were gonna be a stand-up. You should be on A&E, even the improv. But I was like, oh no, it's so hard. And I don't know how to do that. So I went to college at USC and studied communications and business. And I got my first job out of school and I wasn't very good at it. And they fired me after nine months and it was like a corporate job. But then I started taking this stand-up class and I started taking classes at Groundlings and I already had my real estate license. So after the 94 earthquake, I said, mom and dad, if I help you with real estate and you pay me just almost like an assistant, but I'd get a portion of the commissions, then I could pursue stand-up and acting, leave whenever I want. That's what I did. And I was really lucky. I was able to kind of have a regular job. Job, or if my friends got a series, then they'd buy a house for me. I really kind of did both. And they were so encouraging. And then when I did get my job at Chelsea lately, as a writer producer, after like a year, then I did let all my license and stuff expire. And I was like, okay, I think I'm really going to pursue the thing I've always wanted to pursue. And I don't need this other thing to fall back on. Which What's really great
1: awesome. is it's it was so practical. And you had a plan B. Most people don't have a plan B. They just go for it and hope it all works out. But if anything were to happen, you could still be a realtor or go into business and do something else. And actually, probably all of that experience you had paved way into you having your own ventures and thinking more like an entrepreneur too and having multiple things going on at once. And who was your biggest mentor when you started your career? And what advice did you take from them that helped you create your podcast and all these other ventures?
0: I don't know that I had like a mentor, but I love Joan Rivers and whenever she would guest host with Johnny Carson, I was, you know, like a kid in elementary school or whatever. And I would stay up late and I'd go, my dad had this little office and he had a little TV in it. And I'd be like, I have homework to do. And it was really, I just wanted to watch her. You know, that's where I'm like, comedy is subjective. I related to Joan Rivers because she was a woman and I did enjoy her more than Johnny Carson. So when people talk about like women in late night or why aren't women further along in com- this and that? it's subjective. For whatever reason, the executives would choose these guys. And then that's who you'd see in front of you. Even with my sons, they laugh harder sometimes at my male guests than me. They like what they can relate to. That's what comedy is. You can't force it on someone. It's what you relate to. So I loved Roseanne Barr. And I remember seeing her before her TV show. And I was like, oh my God, this woman is so funny. And I remember seeing her first special and like the sketch that she had before she went on stage and loving that show and Caroline Ray too. When I first was doing stand up, I met her and she was so generous and sweet and was like, you should do this. And then when I was at the Groundlings, Lisa Kudrow was my teacher in the second run of the classes. And she was extremely encouraging and was like, you have a unique point of view, and you get this. You definitely get comedy. You should pursue it. And sometimes it just takes someone like just to say you're doing it. You have the gift. Don't stop doing it.
1: Now, a word from our sponsor. Having trouble hiring, retaining, and developing your workforce? iSolved is here to help. iSolved Cloud is a comprehensive human capital management solution that helps you employ, enable, and empower your workforce throughout the entire employment lifecycle. From attracting and recruiting to onboarding and compliance, from payroll and benefits to time and labor management, and from talent management to predictive people analytics. Transform your employee experience for a better today and a better tomorrow with iSolved. For more information, go to iSolvedHCM.com. Why do you think it's important to call out celebrities for their antics during your podcast and even in the news media? And has that helped or hurt your career or maybe even both?
0: before Juicy Scoop, the podcast became really successful. When it first started, I was still kind of tiptoeing, hoping maybe I'd be on The View as a regular. And I was still like testing for things. So in talking about hot topics and talking about people, I would kind of edit my true feelings a little bit. And then it just got to a place where I'm like, I love doing the podcast so much. It is my career. It's what I love. And I don't care. Like, it's so freeing to absolutely be able to say everything I feel about everybody. And I do get a lot of compliments that are like, I love that you're so truthful, but you're never like overly cruel or anything. And I know with other people, they might be like, well, I don't want to say I didn't like that movie because I might be cast by that director Five years from now, in sort of just like releasing all of those thoughts in my head of what other career possibilities I could be killing. And just focusing on making Juicy Scoop and Heather McDowell as an authentic voice, the best it can be, my people that are really loyal listeners, that's what they come for because it's never, I'm never kissing someone's ass or not being me.
1: And they're used to that with many other outlets and and figures. It goes back to what you were saying about relatability and identification, like people can relate to that or seek that in others too. And based on the experience you've had and the guests you've spoken to, what are the biggest misconceptions? misconceptions about Hollywood and the entertainment business that aspiring talent should be aware of.
0: One of the things that I have discussed, which is juicy, and there is an element of it, is kind of what's been going on in the last few years, where I think outsiders think that there's this like Hollywood elite coven and all of this. My biggest thing to say that is, yes, there are powerful people that can blackball you and your career can change in a second because you piss someone off. All of that is true. But I don't believe that there's like a handful of 10 people that meet in some satanic basement somewhere and create what? I mean, there's a million channels of television. There's all these different movie studios. There's all these different media outlets. There's hundreds and hundreds of channels on radio, serious, podcast. So I think it's kind of fun to explore of like how someone became such a big star and if there's something behind it, but it really doesn't make sense. But what is so great about today versus even 10 years ago, is that those strong powers that be were a lot more powerful than they are today Mm -hmm. because you do have outlets to get your voice out.
1: No, that's a great way to distinguish it. And what's your best piece of career advice?
0: My best piece of career advice is they want it to be you. So when you go in for the job interview, don't think that the world is stacked up against you and they're trying to not pick you. They want it to be you, whether you're going out for an acting part or a sales job or a regular job, because they don't want to keep interviewing. Think about the person on the other side. I even was saying that with my kids, you know, applying to college and stuff. Listen, you have to write an essay. Think about the person that their whole job is reading these essays. Write something Juicy and interesting, you know, if you don't have a sad story, which that is the thing. now, Everyone has to write a sad story of why they should go to the college because it's such a sad life. If you don't have a sad story, what is something interesting and unique about your life that they're going to enjoy the next 10 minutes reading this thing, you know, and even if you don't get picked, at least you made that person's life a little more interesting. But that's what I always think. I think especially like know that the world is not against you. They They want you to succeed. They really do.
1: Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Heather. To follow her journey, you can listen to Juicy Scoop and find her on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, where she shares her family, podcast episodes, and travels. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Bell. And please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes.